Welcome to Erotic Stories with Duchess Kashmir here inside the Kashmir room. Now, please be advised that my stories are of an explicit sexual nature. They're intended for a mature audience only. So if you ain't grown, get the hell on. This podcast is not safe for work but perfect for pillow talk with your favorite lover. So come, come inside the cashmere room and let the Duchess show you the way. Hello lovers. (laughs) Yes. It's your girl Duchess Cashmere, the griot erotica, the sexy shit talker, serving MILF monologues and pussy poetry like you've never heard before. I come to serve the tea artistically nasty. Mm-hmm. How y'all doing? I'm so glad to be back inside the Cashmere room once again. Let's talk all about it. First things first, Happy holidays, no matter what you celebrate, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, I'm with it, all the things. Right now, when I was writing this story, we were experiencing the last full moon of 2021. And then right after that, a few days ago, we had the winter solstice. And next week on New Year's Eve, on New Year's Day, we will be experiencing the first new moon of 2022. The portals are open, children. The universe is ready to fuck and manifest whatever it is your heart's desires. This is a good time for spiritual work. Set your intention, make a new vision board, write a new plan. Mm. Have some sex magic with yourself and with a partner with consent, of course. So the night that I was writing this, my mind was racing with crazy low vibrations so I had to snap myself out of it so I started writing episode number 26 I was writing butt naked in all of my glory and so here I am today producing it for you right now it is December 24th Christmas Eve 2021 so let's catch up The Duchess has been traveling, yes, yes. Mr. and I traveled to a lifestyle event in Dallas, Texas. We went with this POC lifestyle group out of Jackson, Mississippi called The Candyland. We met them through mutual friends about three years ago at a house party. The Candyland, those are some good people. Woo child. We laughed, we lifted, we ate good, and we showed out, okay? As a group, we were dressed in full theme to the Saints and Sinners party, and everyone paid attention to the quote-unquote little lifestyle group from the M-I, crooked letter, crooked letter, I, you know what I'm saying? And then we had our own ride. We came up there on the rolling pineapple from New Orleans, Louisiana. Okay, my lifestyle brother, Black Daddy Strawberries or Cool Glass Rollo, as you may know him on Instagram. 
He has a lifestyle party bus called the Rolling Pineapple. It has cocktails, hookah, music, cushioned seats, second line music, laissez-le-bonté roulet, baby. Oh, we had a good time on the bus. It was great. It was an amazing experience. As a group, we had a good time. We made some really good connections. Like some of the people in the Candyland group, we had met about three years ago. But some of them, we were just meeting that day that we loaded up on the bus. And now we're going to spend a weekend together. And it was five couples and one single girl. And I'm gonna be honest with you, there was no drama, there was no fighting, but there definitely was lots of action and adventure. We had a good time. Now, the lifestyle event that we went to, let's just say it was interesting. The promoter shall remain nameless. And let me put it in perspective to you. He yelled at his own date in the lobby of the hotel. So if I say his name, I give him power and I'm not gonna give him any power. And his event is a whole nother story. Matter of fact, it's the motherfucking story. Episode number 26, Dallas Trip Top 10. Let's get into it. So, Dallas trip top 10. We went to Dallas for a lifestyle mansion party. There was supposed to be a meet and greet on Friday and then a swingers party at a mansion on the next day. So like for a month, we're all in this group chat together. And I counted the people. There was like 135 people in the group chat. There was over 200, 250 people at the mansion when the people came and shut the whole thing down. That's the kind of party it was, okay? So here's my 10 observations um, of this Dallas event. You know, I have been in the lifestyle for seven years. I've been to Naughty in New Orleans. I've been to hotel takeovers. I've been to swingers clubs. I've been to house parties. I've been to cabin parties. I've had polyamorous dates. So I feel like I am just as good as an expert in the field as anyone else. So here goes. Number one. Location is everything. So this house was in a cul-de-sac, surrounded by rich people who were home watching Christmas cartoons with their children on a Saturday night when 200 plus scantily clad niggas descended upon their neighborhood. It was melee. If you have children, if you ever been trick-or-treating in the rich neighborhood and the cars be parked everywhere and children be parked everywhere, that's kind of like how it was. I imagine it looked like a busted in bed from the top. And then, you know, we pull up in a party bus. We had to park like in like a recreational park slash playground away from the house. We walked beside a playground over a bridge and then to the house. And I was topless. The pictures on my Patreon. So it was cold as fuck. It was a mess. I was not here for it. 
if you're gonna have a party like this on this scale, it needs to be out somewhere, surrounded by land and parking. So location is everything. Them people was not ready for that and neither was we. Number two, a successful event requires a team. Promoters, I know y'all wanna feel like y'all a boss and y'all did that shit and y'all wanna keep all the money but I need for y'all to let go of this greedy attitude and invest your money in a team. If you're the head promoter, you're the CEO. You ain't got no business standing at the door taking money. Why are people standing at the door taking money? Not you, you shouldn't be that. You need to invest in a team so that you can have someone standing at the door taking money, someone standing at the bar watching the scene, someone standing in the playroom taking care of things, someone in the parking lot telling people where to park. You can't do everything. And as the promoter, you need to save your celebration until after the event. You know, you're already the CEO and you're standing at the door taking tickets and you got a buzz, nigga. I can see that you're lifted and that you're almost faded. I can see that. That's not good business. Do better. Number three. Lifestyle events are better when they're curated. By curated, I mean, you gotta have a plan, especially when you have people who've not been to a lifestyle party before. You got to have a hostess, someone to give direction. You got to have games so that people will interact. And I find that laughter breaks down a wall when people can laugh and people can play games they will interact with each other more i didn't see a single consent sign there were no towels i didn't see any condoms i didn't see any lube maybe i'm spoiled the type of lifestyle events that i have been to but i've never been to a lifestyle events when there was no consent signs no towels no condoms lube at the nicer events at the bigger events there's always lube at the smaller events maybe there wasn't lube but there's always towels and condoms and signs a bunch of people sort of fucking is not a lifestyle event make you know i saw four people having sex and then i saw 20 people watching those four people have sex not long after that i call for my lift and i bounce Number four. So this one I toiled back and forth with putting on the list, but I was like, you know what, fuck it. I am what I am. And maybe there's someone else that feels the same way that I do. After you learn the protocols of BDSM, when you see it not done correctly, it makes my skin crawl. Call me a snob. Whatever you like, I don't give a fuck. But it does. It makes my skin crawl. Like, ooh, child. You just do not walk up and put your hands on anyone, first of all. Anyone. Just put your hands on them. Let's just say that. And then someone that's a collared, leashed, submissive, and her dom is standing there with his with the leash in their hand. And for you to just walk up and caress her and pet her, and you don't even really know her because I can see y'all introducing each other. 
introducing yourselves to each other so you don't even know them but you're touching on them and then as a dom you're letting some stranger touch on your sub and then as a collared leash submissive you acting fast so i don't know it bothered me it got under my skin and then the two of them had like a verbal altercation and a breakdown and an uncollaring and then um she did some real nasty things in the bathroom and not for not long after that i was catching my lift and i was bouncing <laughs> that's gonna be the theme i was catching my lift and i was bouncing run away so you know maybe other people feel that same way it bothered me so after you bdsm has such a it is a culture it's a lifestyle it's a protocol it's an art and it's beautiful and it's wonderful when it's done correctly and to see it done incorrectly yeah put a bad taste in my mouth okay back to some of the things i said before consent is sexy you know i witnessed uh, a man just touch on a woman, touch on two women, not even knowing them. And I watched a lot, a lot, a lot of women touch on other women without asking consent and touch on men without asking consent. Consent is sexy. And I, it makes my pussy wet for somebody to ask me if they can do something to me. And like, there was no consent signs, nowhere, like, nowhere there was no consensus i'm used to seeing that in every room um at colette's in new orleans there is huge banners that consent at naughty in new orleans the consent signs are on the back of all the volunteers shirts i'm used to that there was no consent signs zilch and then all of this touching and come here bring that dick here it was very it kind of unnerved me a little bit. So that was number five. Consent is sexy. I'm going to slow down. I know I'm talking fast. It's, it's different than me. But I am expanding my craft and growing and learning how to do more um, in this podcasting world. Because I want to do big things. You know what I'm saying? If you're listening to this, leave a comment. Leave a rate. Hit me up on my IG. Let me know how I'm doing. Number six, dress down serves an important purpose. Public sex requires vulnerability and dress down kind of creates that atmosphere of, hey, it's a little more natural. It's a little more primal. It's a little more sexy. And, you know, as a woman, as a very uh, voluptuous woman, I love to serve this body, honey, and I am not ashamed of it anymore. But if I am in lingerie and I see gentlemen and some women who have on regular street clothes and then just put their robe on top of their street clothes, this is a robes and lingerie party. Get naked or get out. That's all I'm saying. Dress down serves a purpose. It's a rule and everybody should adhere to it. Number seven, I am a swinger, yes, and I am kinky, yes, and I'm also polyamorous. My partner and I have separate partners from my primary relationship, and those people, those separate partners are 
Conversely, are metamors. So someone who my partner is romantically or sexually involved with, that's not romantically and sexually involved with me, is my metamor. And those are generally straight women or bi women who aren't just necessarily into me, you know what I'm saying? Or for me, those are straight men or females who are not into men at all. And I don't have one of those yet. So, um, my husband's metamor. I've known her probably three years, but never hung out with her for like a long period of time. We've been to some parties together, but spending the weekend is different. You know what I'm saying? And I would just like to say, cause I know she's listening, Sedusa, I loved it. It was like my wildest kid sister fantasy because you know she kind of doted on me like a big sister do you need anything are you okay and then she kind of co-signed with me like are you ready to go I'm ready to go too so I loved that and it was like having someone that's got my back you know what I'm saying like if anybody look at you wrong sis we fight that type of shit so I loved it and I would say yes there are straight women in the lifestyle. There are straight kinky women. There are monogamous kinky folks. There are straight polyamorous people. And just because a person is female doesn't necessarily mean that they're automatically bi when they're life in the lifestyle. And that doesn't mean because you a girl, I'm a girl, I can touch you if I want to. No, I still have to ask consent. Ladies, we are ruining the lifestyle by not holding ourselves up to the same standards that we hold men up to. Straight women deserve just as much respect as the straight men in the lifestyle. Straight men in the lifestyle are like the kings, you know what I'm saying? I've seen gay men turned away by men, turned away from events because this is a straight men only party. So respect the straight women, respect them. They deserve it. Just because I'm bi don't mean I'm going to fuck you. You know what I'm saying? I'm also full swap. So I like pussy, but I love dick. <laughs> don't get it twisted. Okay, moving on. Number eight, having a tribe is important because in the lifestyle, a lot of times people don't know you're in the lifestyle. It's just you and your partner. So having a tribe, having polyamorous and kinky and bisexual people that are your friends, that's important. Someone that you can talk to, you can shoot the shit with, you can play the dozens with. And yes, sometimes there is sexual energy, but sometimes there's just family energy. And that is amazing too. You know what I'm saying? That is having someone who is in the lifestyle and is also a therapist. So she can show you another therapist that's okay with the lifestyle that if you need therapy or if you need a special kind of cupcake made with coochies on them, you know somebody, oh, I got a homegirl that's okay with doing that in the lifestyle. We get some coochie cupcakes made. 
So there is advantages to having a tribe. And then when you go to these big parties, like you can roll in a bunch, ain't nobody gonna fuck with you. You're like, we came up in that mansion and took over a whole bedroom all to ourselves. Like, this is our spot. This is where our stuff gonna be. So we had a central place where we can go back and forth. So I love my polycule, my kinky tribe, my swinger tribe. I love y'all. Cashmere room family, Candyland room, Candyland family, uh, safe word family, automobile. I love y'all. Number nine. Some of these are observations. Some of these are just things. You know what I'm saying? Number nine. Duchess Cashmere is really who I am. Like I've had this name, Duchess Cashmere, since long before podcasting, since long before being in the lifestyle. I joined a social club and that's the name that I gave myself when I joined the social club. And then I evolved into this swinger. I evolved into this dominatrix. I evolved into this storyteller. I evolved into this podcaster. I evolved into this actor. So this is not a stage persona. It is who I am. And I was able to turn it into a stage persona because of that good nine to five. And I've been really um, thinking and pondering when it's going to be time for Duchess Cashmere to take the mask off. And I am, I am, (laughs) I am really getting close to the opportunity and the time for me to take the mask off and just be Duchess Cashmere hundred percent full time. And so I really, I really enjoy that. I am all the things, you know, I'm Duchess, I'm Cassius, I'm Belle. I am a storyteller. I'm a dom. I'm a slut. I'm a goddess. I am a hostess. I am a good time girl. I'm a teacher. I'm an assistant. I'm a sister. I'm a lover. I am a friend. I'm a queen. And um, granted, a lot of the stuff at the Dallas trip did not go off like it should have been. But my personal experience at the Dallas trip had an amazing time. I really enjoyed being the Duchess for three whole days and really walking in that truth fully without judgment or shame. And that was good to me. That was good to me. If the party had been bomb and it would have been good to me, oh, the event drop afterwards would have been dreadful. Oh my God. So because the party was whack, I didn't have much event drop after this event like I've had after other events before. So that was a good thing. Number 10. Number 10 was inspired by the most recent episode of the Black and Kinky podcast. Hey, Belle. Hey, Bomber. And they talked about being Black and being in these lifestyle spaces. How sometimes, you know, we see one other Black person and we're like, hey, another Black person, this is great. We might get to play, but that's not always the case. I'm not always attracted to every Black person. And then we talk about, you know, we created the Cashmere Room Collective so that I could be my truest, blackest, sluttiest self without being swarmed by all of these men like, ooh, a black girl. Because a lot of times I would be the only black girl at the party. 
So using that logic, being at this lifestyle event in Dallas, where I was surrounded by over 200 Black folks, I should have been comfortable with being my Blackest, nastiest, sluttiest self. And I was not. I was not comfortable there. I did not dress down. I mean, I was topless. <laughs> Pictures on my Patreon. I don't pasties. But I was not comfortable being naked and dressed down. And I'm the dressed down girl. You know what I'm saying? I host, so I got to dress down. <laughs> so, but I was not comfortable there. The vibe was off. Um, and I know they talk about vibe on the sweet life. Hey, Trist. Hey, Locke. How the vibes got to be right and the energy's got to be good. And I discovered in that weekend that my sexuality is not rooted and grounded in my blackness. It's completely separate. For a long time, I thought it was together. Now it is intertwined. But I find shit. I have a good time in white spaces. I have a good time in queer spaces. And I have a good time in black spaces. Long as the vibe is right, long as the love is there, baby, let the good times roll. I'm with it. So I discovered that about myself, that my blackness does not supersede my sexuality my sexuality is a creature all of its own and it like what it like and if it don't like it it don't like it no amount of blackness is going to help it and that was number one or number 10 however you're counting you know so let's review number one location is everything number two a successful event requires a team make the investment you can't do everything promoters Number three, lifestyle events are better when they're curated. Have a plan, have an itinerary, have some games, get the people together. Number four, if you don't know nothing about BDSM, Google it, <laughs> Google it. Um, check out Jet Set and Jasmine and King Noir, they teach you. Number five, consider sexy. Ain't no other way to put it, consider sexy, excuse me. And if you're having a lifestyle events, put some consent signs up. Just, just put them up. Number six, dress down serves a purpose. If you're not comfortable dressing down, then you probably shouldn't be at a lifestyle event. A lifestyle events for sex, dress down. Metamores. Mm, metamore relationships are good too. Nat friendship, platonic friendships are important in the lifestyle as well. Having a tribe, having a tribe is important. Number nine, Duchess Cashmere. Mm, I am Duchess Cashmere, the griot erotica. And number 10, my blackness does not supersede my sexuality. That's it, Dallas Top 10. And thank you so much for joining me here tonight inside the Cashmere Room. Whew, that's it. That's it. Dallas trip top 10. Thank you so much for joining me here tonight inside the cashmere room. I hope that Santa brings you all of your heart's desires tonight and that you and your family have a blessed and wonderful holiday season. 
I hope that my story ignites your imagination to try something new with your favorite lover. Please check out all 25 episodes inside the Cashmere Room. Fornication fairy tales, pussy poetry, and milf monologues like you never heard before. Guaranteed to make your nature rise. Oh, yes. I'm getting ready to write episode number 27. That's a very important episode to me because those of you who follow me from day one, the first episode is called number 27. So on the 27th episode, I'm doing something very special. It's going to be a milestone. It's going to be a fornication fairy tale. And the theme is on cuckolding. I don't have any experience in cuckolding. And if there are any submissive cucks on the Mississippi Gulf Coast who would be interested in coming in to serve me and my master for an experiment per se, a little bit of market research, you can hit my DMs up and we can definitely talk about it. But I just realized that I've never done a cuck holding episode. So I'm going to test myself and push myself into doing it. The last fornication fairy tale that I wrote that was about an experience that I had not had. Um, I would say about 90 days after I published that episode, I had that experience. So you never know. Maybe I'll manifest it by putting it out. And don't forget, I'm open for podcast interviews. You know, Duchess Cashmere, I come to serve the tea. Artistically nasty. You can check my credentials. Miss Casey Carter on the Casey at Night Show, the Sweet Life Podcast, Monogamish, Sisters of Sexuality, The Safe Word. Oh, baby, the tea is piping hot. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I'm shooting my shot all 2022. Horrible Decisions Podcast, the whole Black Effects Podcast family, Lip Service, Good Moms, Bad Choices, The Underground Queens, Harder Soft Podcast, baby. Y'all better get with the Duchess. <laughs> I come to serve the tea and the tea is piping hot. Oh, yes. We could talk about erotica. We could talk about the lifestyle in the South. Because, you know, down South is an experience all in of itself. Please help me grow my podcast by subscribing via your favorite streaming service. iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. We got you. The currency of podcasts is likes, comments, and shares. So give me some currency. Help a fat black film out. Rate the podcast. Share the podcast. Download the podcast. You can follow Duchess Cashmere on Instagram at Duchess underscore Cashmere and on Twitter at Duchess Cashmere. Always remember, more orgasms more peace.